Hi, I'm Phil Albertelli, and this is The Week in Doubt, a podcast for atheists, agnostics, and whoever, and this is episode 163. First up, I'd like to give a shout-out to Siddharth Joshi, or is it Joshi, for pledging $2 a month via Patreon. I like your first name. It reminds me of Siddhartha Gautama, the uh, historical Buddha. I was assuming there was probably some shared etymology there, so I looked your name up. Hope you don't mind. Is that creepy? But apparently it's of Hindi origin, and the meaning is accomplished goal, according to uh, this entry, at least. That sounds familiar. I think that was said of Siddhartha Gautama, he who accomplishes the goal, or something like that. Now I'm in the mood to tell the story of the historical Buddha. <laughs> I'll try to be quick and hopefully I don't bore you guys. I actually love the story and it's very powerful. I don't know if you guys out there are already familiar with it. I'm sure at least some of you are. And it's funny, people who don't know a lot about Buddhism will often equate Buddha with the fat statues you see in Chinese restaurants. And that is one Buddha. In Buddhist theology or cosmology, there's thought to be many incarnations of Buddha. Uh, Buddha meaning awakened or enlightened one. But the historical founder of Buddhism, who lived several centuries before the birth of Christ, is said to be Siddhartha Gautama. Uh, not a fat, laughing Buddha, but a handsome young Indian prince. According to the story, Siddhartha was the son of a great warrior king, a member of the Shakyamuni clan, I think. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. He led a sheltered life inside the royal palace because his father wanted to shield him from the horrors of the world. It wasn't until he reached about the age of 30 that he discovered old age, disease, and death for the first time. He was so disturbed and moved by what he saw that he decided to set out and try to find a way to end suffering, to break the endless cycle of birth and death known as samsara. So one morning before everyone awoke, he bid farewell to his wife and his young son and snuck out of the palace and left his royal life behind. He went out into the wilderness and sought out wise men and yogis and practiced all sorts of extreme forms of self-mortification in his quest for the truth. Eventually, he came to realize that the answer wasn't to be found in extremes, but that the middle way was the proper path. Finally, while meditating under what would become known as the Bodhi tree, Bodhi being Sanskrit for awakened or enlightened, or a realization of the true nature of things, Siddhartha attained enlightenment. He realized that in order to end suffering and break the endless cycle of birth and death, one had to extinguish desire. The Four Noble Truths of Buddhism are, and I'm really paraphrasing and simplifying things here, one life is suffering. Two, the cause of suffering is desire. Three, to end suffering, you must end desire. And then four, to end desire, you must follow the Eightfold Path. And I'll spare you a lecture on the Eightfold Path. I don't want the whole show to be just about Buddhism, but basically has to do with things like right thinking, right concentration, right speech, etc., uh, etc. Et and a lot of people will automatically recoil at this first noble truth, that life is suffering. They seem to take this as an implication that Buddhism might be innately cynical or negative or something like that. But to try to boil it down, this whole thing about the relationship between suffering and desire in Buddhism is basically this. 
that many of our negative thoughts and feelings arise from wanting things to be different than they are or wanting that which we do not have. So if you can uproot desire, then the idea is you also uproot all the suffering associated with it. But anyway, I mentioned samsara a couple of times, and I guess you could say the opposite, for lack of a better word, of samsara is nirvana. Not the band, obviously, which I'm a fan of. Also a good song by the cult called Nirvana. Now that's old school. I think it's on the album Love. But anyway, samsara means the endless cycle or wheel of birth and death. And nirvana basically means something like the extinguishing of the flame the uh, cessation of desire. It means when you become perfectly enlightened and you attain the dissolution of the ego and you cease to need to be reborn. And that's something that really struck me when I first started studying Eastern religion and philosophy years ago. In the West, we want to hold on to the ego, hold on to the self. We want it to survive death. We imagine ourselves as hanging out in heaven as ourselves, maybe with some angel wings slapped on or something. But in Eastern religion, specifically Buddhism, the goal is to extinguish the ego self. In a way, reincarnation is seen as a kind of punishment in in a sense. It means you still have some bad karma to work off or something to that effect. So interesting food for thought. I love talking about Buddhism and it's been a while. But thank you, Siddharth, for becoming a patron. I greatly appreciate it. So I think I'm up to about 12 bucks now a month through Patreon. And I think of that as going towards my monthly Podbean expenses. I have a premium plan with them that's about $19.99 or $19.95 a month or something like that. So you Patreon and PayPal donors are really helping me cover the monthly cost of hosting the feed for this show. And it's greatly appreciated. And any other shout-outs? Yeah, friend of the show, Leanne Backstrom, sent me a photo. And uh, I'm just kind of laughing here because the autocorrect on my iPad misspelled her name as Leanne Backstroke. No, it's Leanne Backstrom. Uh, But she sent me a photo. She was hanging out in a pub in her native Australia and ran into a blue-tongued lizard. She sent me the pic, which I'm going to include in the YouTube version of the show. It's really cool. Kind of reminds me of a skink. Not a skank, but a skink. It has a thick body and little stubby legs. But uh, some skanks might have a thick body and little stubby legs, too. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Um, but anyway, on to the next topic. So I got attacked by flying monkeys. True story. No, this isn't some weird psychedelic mushroom flashback. It actually happened. Uh, Allow me to explain. So you regular listeners have probably heard me mention Atheism is Unstoppable before. It's a YouTube channel that I subscribe to and that I often speak about affectionately or good-naturedly on the show. I do sometimes jest about the -the over-the-top nature of some of the videos, but I always come down on the side that I enjoy his channel. Just last week, I made a whole video praising Devin, a.k.a. Atheist Rue, for his criticism of Jank Uger concerning his overly PC, intellectually dishonest take on the Judge and the Dylan Roof case. It even gave me an excuse to put together a painfully cute kangaroo montage. 
And I've had positive interactions with Devin on both Twitter and YouTube, and I think he intended to do me a solid. He recently included a clip of mine in one of his videos, along with some others. There were three people who were openly antagonistic towards him, and then there was me, a young teenager fan of his from Serbia, and a kangaroo puppet show entitled Puppetry is Unstoppable. So it seems that Devin's overzealous minions, who he refers to as flying monkeys, took this video as a green light to indiscriminately spam and downvote everyone featured in said video. So up until that moment, I had been receiving very positive feedback from Atheism is Unstoppable viewers, and the video had, I think, two dislikes and about 70 likes or upvotes. Then the Flying Monkey Brigade came and started pelting my channel with simian feces. Within a couple of hours, I had accrued over 100 thumbs down. The cool thing, though, is, is that many of the flying monkeys actually were thoughtful, and they took the time to watch the video before judging me, and I received some really warm and gracious comments, and a lot of people actually apologized for the behavior of their fellow monkeys, shall we say. And I think I even gained some new subscribers out of the ordeal. But I'd like to read some of the flying monkey commentary now. And sweet Jesus, and that's a figure of speech, I'm still a, a non-believer, now it's got 86 likes and 170 downvotes. You dumbasses. Yeah, but let's see. I'll read some of these comments. First is someone named Priest P. Don't see how you could continue to be a fan of TYT. It doesn't matter how right they are about money and politics, etc. Jenk isn't just wrong about Islam. He's dishonest. He has a conflict of interest. He's... Um, yeah, I guess I'll censor myself. He's effing Turkish, and his entire family are Muslim. Cenk's behavior is disgusting. You seem to know this, so don't support them. And that's probably uh, referring to how, at the beginning of that video, uh, episode 162, TYT versus Atheist Rue, although the lion's share of the video is about how I side with uh, Rue on this matter, and I praised his takedown of Jenk uh, and exposing his intellectual dishonesty concerning the judge in the Dylan Roof case, I did state at the beginning of the show, and maybe later on too, that I do still kind of consider myself a TYT fan, although a, a conflicted one. But I did also plainly state how I'm uncomfortable with how PC and intellectually dishonest Jenk uh, Uger can be on the topic of Islam, at least in my humble opinion. And I did reply to the person, and I said, I've actually been getting kind of burnt out on them lately. Uh, and that is true to an extent. I've stopped watching the Young Turks as much as I used to, because I'm tired of Cenk shoehorning Islam into what seems like every other conversation. I do still like some of the personalities there, and they can be funny sometimes. And one thing I really like about the Young Turks is that it serves as kind of a convenient place to find all the latest news. But of course, you know, there's a problem. If you think people aren't being intellectually honest, you're going to have to constantly be vigilant and on guard while taking in their take on the news of the day. So I do like that, how you can go to TYT's channel and 
quickly catch up on what's going on in the world. Everything from politics to salacious tabloid type of stuff, you know? But as I said, I am getting sick of, actually I've already gone sick of, the way Jenk tries to shoehorn Muslim apologetics into uh, every other news story. And there does seem to be a kind of growing PC kind of slant with the Young Turks, or maybe it was there all along and I'm just noticing it now. But anyway, I, you know, I'm my own person. What I want to watch is my business. I feel like I can watch the Young Turks if I feel like it, and I can call them out on their BS and criticize them if I don't like their take. Or, you know, if they say something funny, I can have a laugh with them. And I can also go to Atheism is Unstoppable's channel and enjoy his videos, uh, laugh at the entertainment he provides, agree with um, some of his criticisms concerning uh, the Young Turks and political correctness and things like that. And I can also go to Essence of Thought. Uh, I can watch Sargon if I want. God, who I don't believe in, forbid. Maybe I can even watch an amazing atheist video. <laughs> you know, everyone's so divided along tribalistic lines on YouTube. Um, I'm a free person. I can watch whatever the hell I want. And people aren't just one monolithic thing. Most people will say things you agree with, and sometimes they'll say things you don't agree with. Um, people aren't black and white like that. So it makes sense that you can go to different sources and agree with some things and disagree with others. And if you want to be a well-rounded individual, that's probably what you should do. And I would imagine that probably even a lot of uh, Atheist Ruse fans would probably ag agree with me, perhaps begrudgingly, because I know a lot of them still subscribe to TYT like I do, if not only <laughs> so they can keep tabs on what they're saying and criticize them um, on their on whatever their latest PC BS is. But I wouldn't be surprised if some of them might agree with what they hear from time to time, too. Okay, but anyway, so, um, oh, here's Priest uh, P again. I went from being a real fan to despises them. I'm reading that verbatim. If they're so dishonest about Islam and race issues, etc., how can we trust that they will be honest in other areas of discourse? I'm still subscribed, actually, but so that I can comment on their drivel and see what sort of bullshit they spin next, which actually just echoes what I was just saying. And I replied, I think that's a good point, and it's gone through my head as well. If they're intellectually dishonest concerning this one topic, how can we trust them in general? And I kind of regret writing that a little bit. I mean, I kind of agree with the spirit of it. If you're getting your news from a source and you notice that source is being intellectually dishonest on some stories, then obviously that should kind of cause your radar to go off a little and make you a little more wary about trusting them on other topics as well. But I think, you know, you just have to think independently and judge for yourself. And you can tell, let's say, if in one segment they say something, you know, like, yeah, that seems right, the facts check out. Or if another occasion, like with the judge in the Dylan Roof case, Jenk plainly states that the judge asked for forgiveness. And then when you listen to the tape yourself, 
the judge never asks for forgiveness. You know, but I, I guess following from that example, it should make you at least want to do a little fact checking. And if they make a claim, you know, check it out for yourself and, and see if it jives or whatever. But that shouldn't go for just the Young Turks. That should go for news and information that you obtain, whether it's online or through print media in general. And of course, some sources seem to be more reliable than others or, or tend to vet their uh, stories or their facts more. And then Django Segovia says, I'm here for you. Just set yourself free. <laughs> and then uh, the doctor, and the doctor is the young Serbian fan of uh, atheist Rue I mentioned, and he did a little skit that made it look like he was making fun of atheism is unstoppable, but it was actually just a friendly joke. And he, he's a big fan who interacts with Devin a lot. And uh, he got spammed as well. Yeah, the flying monkeys paid a visit to him and uh, unloaded on him, too. And uh, he says, TYT needs to get crushed like the fat bug it is. <laughs> See, I, I'm not as sanguine, as passionate uh, on the matter. Intellectual honesty matters a lot to me. And if someone's apparently not telling the truth, I'll call them out on it. Um, but I don't care whether TYT gets crushed. They're an online news network. There's other things in my life to worry about. And then here's is it Blaze Cunningham. I think people heard you say, quote unquote, soup Nazi <laughs> and little else. So thought, he's the enemy. Then blindly defend AIU's honor, even from the excerpt in AIU's channel video, I could tell you were no Canadian atheist. And I'm not sure what that means. I don't know if Canadian atheists tend to be more uh, PC. <laughs> but people need to listen to context above all else. It's very frustrating when people can't understand anything other than the part they didn't like, but then say AA is out of order for calling AIU a racist because he didn't like one phrase AIU used. You divs need to start actually think. Probably means thinking. No problem. I make typos all the time. And when I include these typos, I'm not trying to disparage the person whose quote I'm reading. I make typos all the time too. Uh, need to start actually thinking, uh, I imagine, about the things people are saying. It's embarrassing. Nice content. I think I'm going to switch to a more balanced channel. You're it till I find someone better. Smiley face emoticon. Laters. <laughs> well, thank you, Blaze Cunningham. I appreciate that. And I replied, thank you, my friend. I hope you keep listening, even if someone more entertaining comes along. Tongue out emoticon. And then he replies, it's a quote from Starship Troopers, not meant literally, of course. And then I, yes, I literally typed, ha ha. Been so long since I saw that movie, it went right over my head. And then Django Segovia returns. And I guess I'll, this is very arbitrary. I guess I won't censor myself here. He says, holy shit, what the fuck happened here? Did you guys even watch the video? Hashtag collateral damage. Thank you, Django, for being a voice of reason. And then uh, someone named, I can't even pronounce that name, first name Andre, I think it is. And they say, someone with a brain, Flying Monkeys United. And I think they posted before the monkeys attacked. 
So some of these are, as I mentioned, these are atheist Rue fans who actually listen to the content beforehand, some of them before Atheist Rue published his video, including a clip of mine. And then first name Zara, last name Thustra, of course Zara Thustra, uh, a reference to uh, Frederick Nietzsche or Nietzsche, tomato, tomato. Um, and they say, ah, an excuse to watch AIU video the third time without feeling like a fanboy. <laughs> Smiley face emoticon. Thank you, sir. And then uh, someone with a Picard facepalm uh, avatar, and it looks like their name, Mr. Wolfric One. AIU is a fantastic channel. The man is a legend and a beautiful man. 29 thumbs up to that. I like his channel, but when they say beautiful man, I don't know if they mean aesthetically or if they're referring to his personality. <laughs> um, oh, Django Segovia is back. Great episode, by the way. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Then Kiki Clank. I don't know if that's your Christian name. From the Flying Monkey Brigade, we apologize for the Flying Seagull Brigade, Splinter Croup. Their hearts are in the right place. They do not bother to watch the videos linked from Rue, resulting with friendlies getting covered with avian uric acid. Thumbed up and subscribed. Thank you, Kiki. You kick ass. I appreciate all this positive feedback. It means a lot, and it, it makes up for getting hammered with these mindless uh, downvotes. Yeah, and then I replied, Thank you, sir. Despite the thumbs down, many of you guys have been very kind and thoughtful. I appreciate it. Smiley face emoticon. And then, uh, this is the person's YouTube handle, don't blame me. Mohammed the Pedophile. I like your intellectual honesty, your desire to approach the topic in order to have an honest, productive discussion. Uh, well, thank you, sir. And then Bubblegum Gun, and they have like this kind of uh, anime avatar, cites uh, the 41 minute, 25 second mark in my video and says, Bucking Cute. And if you go to that frame or that point in the video, it's actually a baby kangaroo wrapped in a blanket. Uh, <laughs> and then Gamel Prut or Prut, I don't know, I'm, I apologize, P R U T T E, says, He's not insinuating anything. He is stating facts. If you don't like those facts, that's not his fault. And uh, a couple of people mentioned this, and it seems completely out of left field to me, unless I'm the crazy one. And I think the only time in that video, unless I'm mistaken, that I used the word insinuating, and a lot of that video was off script. Actually, right now, for the past, like, 20 minutes, this has been off script. Um... Some of my videos I, I are completely ad-lib or stream of consciousness. Some I start out with something of a script, and then I, I often end up veering away. But the only time I think in that episode where I use the word insinuating, I was talking about the judge in the Dylan Roof case, and I said he never uses the word forgiveness, and I was agreeing with Atheist Rue on that. But I said... Perhaps, you know, you could, and I'm paraphrasing myself, you could say he's insinuating forgiveness, perhaps, when he talks about how the shooter's family are also victims. So he's kind of implying that we should forgive or have some compassion for the family of the shooter, which I agree with, you know, if, if he didn't grow up in a racist household, if he really 
you know, this wasn't part of his childhood conditioning. This is all on him. And he comes from a good family. Then, yeah, they do deserve our sympathy. And as I said in the video, I might have been more of a hard ass if I was a judge. I would have focused my attention on the people killed by the shooter. And uh, I probably wouldn't have mentioned Dylan Roof's family, but there's probably nothing wrong with doing that. And we obviously don't want innocent family members to uh, be harassed or victimized or anything like that for something, uh, you know, for the despicable actions of their loved one. But maybe the word insinuating has a negative connotation, but I didn't mean it that way. Uh, it, it was... I was just speaking spontaneously off the cuff. I don't think I should really have to apologize for it. And then Jam Phase, and their avatar looks really familiar. I don't know if they used to have a, an uh, atheist YouTube channel themselves or if they're just kind of using the mascot from one as their avatar. Um, but Jam Phase says, Don't feel bad about those dislikes. I can assure you most are AIU fans who got the wrong impression and didn't watch the video. And I replied to Jam Phase, thanks Jam Phase, I appreciate the kind words. And then my uh, patented, actually not patented, uh, <laughs> smiley face emoticon. And then someone with a koala bear uh, avatar, a fellow marsupial enthusiast <laughs> by the name of James Oyer, uh, or Euler, says, I came from Rue's channel, subscribed. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and I said that. I said, thank you, sir. Not sure if he included me in his recent video as a joke. I'm a fan of his. And then someone named Kuoxer, I think. The video was called People Are Talking About the Atheist Rue. It made no overt distinction as to whether that speech was positive or negative. Other positive content creators were included as well. I wonder if it wasn't a test to see which of his minions actually pay attention. Then Mohammed the Pedophile returns. I get the impression it wasn't in a bad way, just that he was listing whoever was talking about him. And I replied to uh, Kuoxer, I was thinking the same thing. There were people in the montage that were openly antagonistic towards Rue, and then there was me, the Serbian fan, and the puppet show. I'm very friendly with Devin and tweet him links to stories, etc. on Twitter. Some of the monkeys have been very nice, like yourself, and seem to have taken the time to actually watch my video siding with Rue. The rest seem to have a bomb first, ask questions later approach. Shaking my head, laugh out loud. And then to Muhammad the pedophile, <laughs> every time I say that, I say, I got the same feeling. I think he may have been trying to be nice by including me. Wish he had made more of a distinction. Then someone with a Captain America avatar um, named Super Elite, and, and then a whole alphabet soup after it. Uh, Rubom, 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 and it literally goes on for probably literally like 30 lines or more of Rubom, Rubom, Rubom. Uh, not exactly the height of intelligent discourse. And this person, I think they left this mes message multiple times, and it must have triggered some flagging thing with YouTube because I had to approve their comment. Which I did, just in an attempt to be uh, honest and fair. And I replied to them, I, the guy you're bombing, approved this message. Just one. Not the countless repeat spam posts. 
If you had bothered to watch the video, you'd have probably seen it's actually pro-Ru and calls Jenk out on his apologetics. My guess is that guy's probably 13. Uh, and then Botsu loved it, subbed. And I said, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And then Mr. Joshua, and he has a butthead avatar, but he's not a butthead. He's actually a nice guy. And he's commented on some of my other videos, too. I love hearing this discussed in a Boston accent, my native language. And you have a very even-handed approach to the material, which must take an amazing amount of restraint given the grotesque and flagrant nature of Jenk's dishonesty. And I replied, I tried to round off my R's, but the accent still shows through. And then someone named Cap'n Rumple. Uh... <laughs> uh Get ready. If you're at home and you have sensitive ears, get, get ready to block him up. Here we go. Here's his brilliant display of wit. Fuck the young turds and fuck you, cunt. So, uh, you know, that's the type of human being we're dealing with. And at first, um, I don't know why. I was kind of in a good mood. When I read it the first time, I actually laughed it off. I just said, what did I do to you? Uh... I gave your comment a like just because, and then I quoted the swear word. And But I remember the next day at work, I thought about it. I was having kind of a bad day at work. And I was like, I was just in kind of a really uncharacteristically bad mood. I'm like, I, I wonder if this is some pimple-faced kid at home. And I wonder if he knows that he's talking to like a 200-pound guy that works construction for a living. Um... Yes, I do have the design degree, but I'm a neurotic mess, so I'm still in the family business instead of out making uh, grotesque stacks of cash off of uh, my degree. But uh, but anyway, you know, it's not like I would go, you know, that'd be funny if I did just show up at his door one day with my tool belt on or something. Um, but I'm not a violent dude. I don't go around, uh, you know, beating people up, but I can fantasize. And then someone named Sada Dominia Emphis Bahotep. <laughs> and I had kind of a good rapport with this person, uh, or, or have, I should say, present tense. And they replied, I like, and I'll censor it for you this time, <laughs> Two rolls off the tongue. And I don't know if that was meant to be a double entendre. I think I might sub. You are akin to someone else in voice tone. Hmm. I say... Thanks for subscribing. I wonder if Cap'n Rumple, not his Christian name, I bet, realizes the video he commented on was pro-Ru. And they reply, who knows if he realizes much of anything. I think I shall sub. You remind me of TTA for some reason. And it took me a minute to think of who they were trying to uh, refer to. And of course, it's the thinking atheist. And uh, I like the thinking atheist. He's another probably, you know, one of the more mild-mannered um, YouTube atheists. And I think he also has a syndicated uh, radio show as, as well. Yeah, and so I said, oh, it took me a minute. The thinking atheist. I'll take that as a compliment. Thanks. And here's, I actually think this was the first post by Django Sogovia. Um Come on, man, stop being so diplomatic. You know you can't stand TYT and come out of the closet already. Uh, everybody can tell you're a flaming flying monkey. <laughs> I said, uh, thanks for watching, by the way. I appreciate it. And someone uh, whose name I can't pronounce, 
fellow monkeys check for collateral damage. And then Yarpin800 says, yeah, people are too fast to dislike this video without listening to the guy. And then I said, thanks guys, I appreciate you being thoughtful enough to watch before judging. It's a pro-ru video and I'm being bombarded with monkey feces. And then uh, Sada Dominia Memphis Bahotep says, hmm, why should you feel bad if some random is offended because someone else drew a cartoon? The only reason I'd feel bad is because that just goes to show how pathetic some people's rationale is. I'm an odd mixture of deism, transtheism, and polytheism. I'm such a snowflake, but I could care less about someone whining in my face about how stupid it is. Just, uh-huh, <laughs> cute, and that's about it. I have always found theists to be pitiful in how they view their world, pathetic and annoying all at once. I replied, I think I get what you're saying. Often the theist worldview is far too fragile and based on wish thinking, a lack of reason. I appreciate your interest in different forms of spirituality. I'm fascinated by religion and spirituality in general, but alas, at the end of the day, my reason won't let me believe without evidence. It's still nice to appreciate such things in a poetic or Joseph Campbell sort of way. Smiley face emoticon. And then they reply, sure, everyone should appreciate it in the same sense they appreciate mythology. Nobody should take it so seriously as to want to murder a Frenchie just because their prophet was made fun of. I agree with that 100%, uh, actually 110%. Same with Christianity, Christianity, and Judaism, though they are rarely so extreme. I know you watched The Rue, so don't you start telling me <laughs> the Crusades mitigate Islam. Uh, <laughs> winky face. And then someone named Mayank Sharma. Stating facts is not insinuating. It's more like observing reality. And someone named Randall Gary under him says, you're damn right on the money. <laughs> I think I said insinuating once during the whole video. And it was while I was agreeing with your liege lord, <laughs> atheist Drew, um, that the judge in the case never said the word forgiveness. The whole video was basically me agreeing with atheism is unstoppable stance on the matter. So I don't see what the big deal is. I stated, I'm not sure if we're in disagreement. I may have phrased things a bit awkwardly, smiley face emoticon. And I probably shouldn't even have conceded that much ground. I don't think I have anything I need to apologize for. Yeah, so I don't know what this guy's deal is. Get lost. I want to tie you in a chair and pelt your face with cinnamon bears. <laughs> That might be the, the most G-rated violent fantasy ever. Um, and then Minbar73 says, I'm not going to say you sound like Patrick Warburton, but it would be entertaining and expected if you spontaneously shouted occasionally. I also like the parade of baby kangaroos, particularly the one in the diapers. The video was decent too, winky face. And I replied, that's the second time I've been told I sound like Dave Putty from Seinfeld. You're the grease monkey. Um, then someone also with a, uh, Picard facepalm avatar named, uh, Almighty Z says, This video is way too long for me to watch. And it's an excerpt. I did watch some bits on AIU's channel, and although I don't agree with some of the things you say, at least you seem willing to consider the evidence and let the evidence lead you rather than just state your opinion. I'll be keeping an eye out for your videos in the future.
And <laughs> I don't know if that was meant to be like an ominous warning or if they're just saying, hey, you know, not bad. But I appreciate his sentiment about how I, at least I hope I do, I follow the evidence rather than just, you know, kowtowing to uh, political correctness or something like that. Then Andrew Grimmett, subscribed. Thanks for the intro, Rue. Need a bit more harmony amongst YouTube atheists. Just focus on the common problem. Is lamentable. And I think it's a play on words, Islam. As always, please check out and sub to Essence of Thought. And I do subscribe to Essence of Thought, and it's an excellent YouTube channel. Uh, very thoughtful, rational, and uh, mild-mannered. And I replied, I do subscribe to Essence of Thought. Great channel. Been enjoying the recent feud with that Muslim apologist. I forget his name. Uh, Lawrence Krauss debated him once. And then someone with the handle L337Ponage. <laughs> Well, whether or not you think race is real or significant or socially divisive, I suggest you pay enough attention to know when you are in a white neighborhood or an Asian neighborhood or a mestizo neighborhood or especially a black neighborhood. And uh, I replied, I believe in intellectual honesty and therefore I have to agree with you, even though I believe quote unquote race is superficial and I don't like the concept, it is nevertheless a very real concept with real social repercussions. People divide themselves among quote-unquote racial lines and see things through a quote-unquote racial lens and can behave quite tribally. You indeed wouldn't want to find yourself alone in a neighborhood at night surrounded by people who look different than you. And I kind of regret the way I stated that. Uh, I think it was kind of clumsy and awkward. You know, sometimes my brain isn't always firing on all eight. We all have those moments. And also, I'm just trying to quickly respond to people. I think what I was trying to get at is, although I don't like the concept of race, and I think it's both morally and scientifically flawed, and I think there's even a lot of scientists who are ambivalent uh, when it comes to the term race. It's, it's kind of a controversial term, and I don't know how actually scientific it actually is. But it is true, unfortunately, that we, our society, does divide us among these tribal racial lines. So even though we really are just one species, we still are kind of conditioned to behave tribally towards one another and to view others who are different than us as the other. And uh, yeah, it's, it's true. It's a sad fact that so if you are white and you found yourself alone at night in maybe like a poor African-American neighborhood, yeah, you might feel afraid. <laughs> and there might be some reason to because the people in that neighborhood might resent your presence there because we are separated by those tribal lines. Um, and then because it's an impoverished area, there might be a lot of crime in that area. <laughs> and when the people living there suddenly see an outsider, eh, you could be in trouble. <laughs> and, uh, but also, you know, you wouldn't want to be a black guy walking by a Ku Klux Klan rally. Um, or a black guy who's applying for a job and you walk in to the building and a bunch of people in suit and ties turn around and all the faces are white except for yours. Uh, 
you might feel awkward or put off or whatever. And you might not want to be a white guy or a black guy walking through a, a kind of rough, impoverished Latino neighborhood. Or you might not want to be a Latino guy walking through a black neighborhood. And to me, this has nothing to do with thinking that certain quote-unquote races are more violent by nature or something like that. Not at all. It's actually the exact opposite. I just think it's all conditioning. It has to do with the way that populations segregate themselves or are segregated by society in a way. And then these kind of contentious tribalistic attitudes emerge. And of course, with African-Americans, I do think, and a lot of people might think this is me being liberal or PC or something. I think a lot of it has to do with the legacy of slavery, of uh, Jim Crow, of segregation or whatever. Because you think about it, if you have a whole population of people that's being used for slave labor, and then even when they get their freedom, they're marginalized, they're kind of um, relegated to the ghettos or whatever, and because of the color of their skin or whatever, uh, and the way they're treated in society, they have a harder time getting by, getting work, getting education or whatever, that's going to reverberate down through the generations. And I think that explains why we have a lot of poor black neighborhoods and things like that. And I'm not some bleeding heart that thinks that, oh, that means, you know, <laughs> massive reparations for everyone and that anything an African-American person does is okay because their ancestors were slaves. No way, not by any stretch of the imagination. I just think those are the facts of the matter. You know, there's some reason why we have a lot of African Americans living in poverty and living in crime-infested neighborhoods. I don't think it's because they were born bad or because they're not as intelligent or because they were born violent. We're all the same species. I think it has to do with the legacy that reverberates down through the generations. I don't know, am I making sense? I don't know. I think some of the flying monkeys will dig what I'm saying on that count. Other ones are probably going to want to pelt me with feces. But there's something I put aside earlier in the day that caught my attention about race. And forgive me if you hear my uh, chihuahua snoring in the background. This is from Live Science. What is the difference between race and ethnicity? In biology, races are genetically distinct populations within the same species. They typically have relatively minor morphological and genetic differences. Though all humans belong to the same species, Homo sapiens, and even to the same subspecies, Homo sapiens sapiens, there are small genetic variations across the globe that engender diverse physical appearances, such as variations in skin color. Although humans are sometimes divided into races, the morphological variation between races is not indicative of major differences in DNA. For example, recent genetic studies show skin color may drastically change in as few as 100 generations, spanning 2,500 years, as a result of environmental influences. Furthermore, the DNA of two humans chosen at random generally varies by less than 0.1%. This is less genetic variation than other types of hominids, such as chimpanzees and orangutans, leading some scientists to describe all humans as belonging to the same race, the human race.
But anyway, back to the uh, flying monkey commentary. And then Bubblegum Gun is back again. You're the nice, calm guy of atheism. The Roo sent me here. And I said, thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words. And then they say, sucks that many people didn't watch at least some of the video, but I think many just disliked and left, which I don't think is what Rue intended the flying monkeys to do here. <clears throat> well, I agree with you exactly. I think that's what happened. I think they thought they got marching orders and then didn't bother to think for themselves or give the content a shot and just, uh, you know, hit the thumbs down and scampered away. And then Kuoksar says, It's really a shame that so many flying monkeys didn't bother to actually watch the video before mindlessly clicking thumbs down. At least some of us think before we act. The supplementary kangaroo pictures were a nice touch. The young ones are so adorable. And I said, Thank you for the kind words and for actually taking the time to watch. I appreciate it. Smiley face emoticon. And then lastly, 295 Phoenix says, Nice video, though I'd be willing to bet money that you'll get sick of Jenk eventually. I used to like their channel due to their stance on certain topics, like corporations having too many privileges and getting away with too much shit in America, and how money has far too much influence on our policies and elections. But Jenk just can't stray from his SJW narrative every time he gets a chance to use it, which gradually pissed me off. Anyways, nice video. Then I said, thank you, sir. I hear you regarding the Turks. I have been getting burnt out on them of late. Um, and I wish I didn't have to say that, but that is true to some extent. Like I said, I'm my own person. If I want to watch the Young Turks, I'll watch the Young Turks. But um, I, I have been getting a little disillusioned with them. And, uh, you know, I just let the facts do the talking. Um, if Atheism Unstoppable is right about something, I'll agree with him. If another channel is right about something, I'll agree with them. So I guess in short, thank you very much to those monkeys who were decent enough to give my content a shot before downvoting my video. And for those of you who mindlessly spammed my channel, I imagine you consider yourselves atheists. And at least in part, being an atheist is about being a free thinker. I imagine many of us came to be atheists because we were too smart to buy into the claims of religion. Well, blindly doing the bidding of someone else isn't independent thinking. When you're doing that, you're behaving like drones, not atheists or free thinkers. Food for thought. Okay, but enough about that. I was going to do some news stories, but I'm already in about 46 minutes, so I might as well call this episode quits. You guys know the drill. You can like the Facebook page, follow the show on Twitter, leave a review via iTunes, subscribe via iTunes. You can check out the archives at podbean.com, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Just go to Podbean and look for The Week in Doubt. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash The Week in Doubt. Or you can go to the Podbean, go to the bottom of the page, and look for the PayPal widget. There's all that alliteration again. And also on Stitcher. I think that covers everything. All right, until next week, thank you.